We're back in the Eternity series. Two weeks ago, before Father's Day, we talked about how eternity can give us a new perspective in the midst of trials. That when we're going through very difficult times, very trying times, troubling times, we can go to God's Word and be reminded that those trials that we're experiencing um, really are only but a short season of time in regards to eternal, eternal life. And we are able to lay claim to that as believers. That, you know, it doesn't matter how bad it gets, it doesn't matter how much I'm struggling here, I know as a believer, as a child of God, born again, that it is going to get better and I have all eternity. So an eternal perspective helps us be able to approach our trials differently. And we talked about in the middle of trials how we often want to focus on just the here and the now and how important it is to lift our eyes up on eternity. But this morning we're dealing with the opposite problem. How oftentimes we don't give enough uh, focus or attention to eternity in the here and now. So the first issue was that we don't focus enough on eternity in the middle of trials, but now it is that we don't focus enough on eternity in looking at our opportunities to invest our life for the kingdom's purpose down here. So in Psalm 90, what you're going to find is uh, this is a a psalm attributed to Moses, um, who knew a little bit about trials, uh, just a, a little bit about trials. But Moses in this story bounces back in this psalm. He bounces from an eternal perspective of God and how God is everlasting and how his love is everlasting. And he contrasts that with the brevity of life for man. He he deals with God's immortality and he deals with eternity when speaking of God. But then he contrasts it, kind of sandwiches it with man's shortness of life and his frailty. So I want us to see in Psalm 90 verse 1, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. I love that. All generations, throughout all time, you have been our dwelling place, God. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God, dealing with eternity. You turn man to destruction and say, Return, O children of men, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. You carry them away like a flood. They are like sheep in the morning. They are like grass which grows up in the morning. It flourishes and grows up. In the evening it is cut down and withers. For we have been consumed by your anger and by your wrath we are terrified. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins, in the light of your countenance. For all our days have passed away in your wrath and we finish our years like a sigh. The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. Verse 12, so teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Let me read verse 12 one more time. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I won't read the rest of the psalm. You can read it if you would like. As he bounces back and forth between God's eternal nature and man's temporal life on earth, he concludes the thought in dealing with 
speaking of God's anger and how God, um, how God has shown his wrath and how God has dealt with their sins and, and the harsh times that they've gone through. And, and, and he even says that our days end like a sigh, like a groan. And he paints this picture that, you know what, life is tough. And he paints this picture that, hey, we are only here for a little while. As it said elsewhere in the Psalms, that our days are like the width of our hand. They're not very long. And then he leads us to this, this great statement, this, this great request of God he makes in verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom, that we may apply a heart of wisdom. Now think about this for a moment, because there are three wonderful little phrases in that verse, in verse 12, that I want us to look at. I want us to look at just that primary verse while focusing on three great parts of it. Think about this first part, okay? He says, so teach us to number our days. Think about those two words for a moment, teach us. What he's saying in this first thing this morning is that, God, I don't learn this lesson well. What he's saying is, God, I often forget the importance or the significance of days. I really need you, God, the only one who is the true great teacher, the only one who is capable of teaching me truly the depth of the lesson of the significance and the importance of days as they relate to eternity. He says, God, teach me that. And you know, if you think about it in our life, it is a difficult lesson to learn. It's not just a difficult lesson to learn, but it's a difficult lesson to hold on to. This lesson of the importance and significance of days is one that flies away from us sometimes almost as quickly as we learn it. You see, isn't it odd that we who have an eternal soul within us, as we looked at the very first message in this series, that eternal soul, hole that we have within us in the soul and to know that we are we realize we believe we understand we know that there is eternity and that we as believers are bound for eternity but everything around us is temporal everything around us is falling apart everything around us is going back to the earth and we know that the earth one day will melt with fervent heat and all the contents therein but isn't it odd that being surrounded by everything that is passing away, that we still struggle so much to be able to say, yes, I understand the importance and the significance of this day, of this moment. We struggle with it. You know, I would imagine that probably our age has something to do with it. We probably realize this message we probably learn this message a whole lot more in the latter years of life than we do in the beginning of our years of life. Would you agree with that? How many of you remember when you were younger, you would talk to maybe your grandparents and they would always tell you, you know what, you're going to get old someday. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Those of you that have kids, do you remember how you were like, well, you were like when you were growing up and how your parents dealt with you? And then there are those days where you realize you have become your parents. Have you ever gotten up in the morning and looked in the mirror or better yet, taken a picture at the driver's license place and you thought you were looking at your dad? Has that ever happened? There, there comes this moment and, and, and you, you can just hold on for a minute. We, we're getting there. But there's this moment where we get, as we grow up, we realize, you know what? There are days that I have missed. I remember some of the greatest advice I think I ever got in parenting. Was well, you know, as parents, things don't go the way you want them to. And, you know, your kids, 
don't always do everything you want them to do. And sometimes, sometimes a few moments are frustrating as a parent. Do you ever remember that those people that came up to you and said, oh, they laughed. They'd look at you getting frustrated with your kids and they would just laugh. Don't you love that? They laugh. It looked like they were having a good time. You weren't. But do you remember they'd walk by you and they'd say, hey, enjoy those moments. They won't come again. You know what, man? That is so true. When you start looking at the pictures on the walls when your kids were young, and then you look down at them. You know, you look at them when they're a baby and then they walk into the room and say, what are you looking at? You know, that, that slamming of times that meet together. Guys, if you think about it, we will never get these moments back again. You know what the odds are of all of us today being in this same room again? All of us. Just like this. The odds of us having this moment duplicated are so very thin, almost impossible. And even if we were all back in the same situation, in the same place again, the scenarios would be different. Not all of us would be at the same seasons of our life and have the same things going on. Isn't it amazing the importance and the power of right now? And Moses, as he's crying out to God, he says some powerful words. He's saying, God, I need to learn the lesson. I need you to teach me to number my days. This morning, the only thing I could hope, the greatest thing I could ask of God to do with this message is that you and I would be pricked so hard in our heart that there would be such a lasting impression on us today from this message that we would not, to the best of our ability, allow ourselves to waste another moment for the kingdom of God. And if we can walk out of here this morning having our heart, our conscience, our soul pricked to the point that we are focusing on the here and the now as it relates to eternity, then praise God. Teach us, God. We need to learn this lesson. I need to learn this lesson. It is a hard lesson to learn. It is a hard lesson to hold on to. The temptation to live for today and only for today. The, the temptation sometimes to lift our heads up and live in generations past or generations ahead are so tempting while neglecting the importance and significance of today. Notice the second phrase. To number our days. Our family devotion the other night when I was talking with Hawkins in bed, I asked him, I said, Hawkins, how do we count our days? He said, a calendar. I said, man, that's really good. So then I took him and I said, how many days old are you? And he didn't know. So we figured it up and he was like, I don't know, 2,700 days old. And he asked how many days old I was. <laughs> I had to turn my calculator sideways so it went longer that way, you know, on your phone. Or you can do it this way, and then you flip it over to the scientific calendar or the scientific calculator. That's what I had to do. I'm like 42,000 days old, okay? Something like that. I don't remember exactly. It's age. But if you think about it, what, Dave, what, what, what Moses, I'm going through all the authors here before I get to him. What Moses is saying when he says, teach us to number our days. I don't believe he's saying so much, God. Help us remember that this is June, I don't think he's saying so much, God. Help us to remember the festivals on the calendars. I don't believe he's saying so much, God. Teach us to count our days as much as he's saying, God, help us make our days count. And there's a huge difference between those two things. 
What he's saying is when he's saying, teach us to number our days, help us remember, God, that life is short, that we are only here for a little while. Help us to remember the significance of this small little spot on the timeline. Harper, will you come up here for a minute? Harper, I want you to do, I want you to do something for me. I want to illustrate the importance and significance of eternity. Would you take that on out as long as it'll go? This rope this morning represents eternity, okay? So this rope is incredibly long, okay? Obviously, eternity has no end. Harper's still going. Keep going, Harper. I think we actually have a video feed. Can you pull up the video feed of Harper with this rope? You can let it go, guys. I want it to go up high. Keep going, Harper. Keep going, buddy. Oh, he's at Maine. Okay. Hold on, Harper. There he is. Going down a hill on a skateboard. He's still going. Look for the rope. It's a long one. It's still going. Look for the rope. There it is. <laughs> oh, it's still going. Okay, you can go back to the main point now. You get the idea how long this rope is, right? Guys, think about this for a minute, okay? Pardon all of you guys sitting in the middle right there. Let's pretend for a minute that this rope represents eternity, okay? Think about this for real. If this rope represents a timeline that has no end, I want you to think about this. This little red spot, can everybody see that? That little red spot. Let's just pretend for a minute that that represents our life. That's how long I'm on this earth. Some of our little red spots may be longer. Some of our little red spots may be shorter. But if you put our life in context, of eternity. I'm only here, let's say, this long. And honestly, it will be smaller because there is no end on the end of this. So really, we wouldn't even be able to see the small speck of time that we take up on this rope. It is even smaller than this, but I did it simply so it could be visible. This is the time we're here. This is the time as believers we're with the Lord. Or this is the time as unbelievers that we spend in eternal hell and fire and damnation. This is, this is eternity right here. And yet oftentimes in our life, what are we doing? We're worrying about what's right here. We say, hey, right here, I'm going to spend vacation. Or right here, this little section of time, right here on the end of my red spot is my retirement, and I can't wait to get to this spot. Now think about how foolish that is. In light of eternity, we're pinning everything right here on these 10, 20, 30 years of our retirement. Or focusing all of our attention right here just by logic itself. Just simple logic would tell us that the most significant thing we should be focusing on is what takes place here. And yet often we focus right here on this little, we make decisions that just affect that. There are people 
in this short amount of time. Hundreds, thousands of people that don't know Jesus that are going to spend an eternity in hell. There are nations that still have yet to come to hear the name Jesus Christ and are going to spend eternity where? In hell. How long? Longer than this rope. And what are we doing? We're focusing on this. God, teach us to number our days. To remember how important this time is as it relates to eternity. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. If you read history, C.S. Lewis said, you will find that the Christians who did most for the present world were precisely those who thought the most of the next. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world, the white, that they have become so ineffective in this one. Spurgeon said, we have not enough time at our disposal to justify us in misspending at least a quarter of an hour. Neither are we sure of enough of life to justify us in procrastinating even for a moment. The Apostle Paul said it like this. See then that you walk circumspectly, Ephesians chapter 5, carefully, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time or making the most of the time because the days are evil. In Romans chapter 13, and do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Both of those scripture references speak to the importance and the significance of now. And how we invest our moments, our opportunities, how we use our relationships, how we use our resources, how we use our gifts Not just to build up something that is only going to pass away down here, but to invest them in the storehouse of eternity. To lay up treasures where hopefully our heart is also. We miss so many opportunities because we don't make decisions based off of the eternal significance that they have. The third and final factor is to gain wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. How do we counteract this? I've already told you that it's so difficult for us to hold on to that lesson. It's not just a difficult lesson to learn, but it's a a difficult lesson to grab a hold of and to keep with us. Several things are going to help you be able to have an eternal perspective in life. One of those is a regular Bible study, quiet time, prayer time, your alone time with God. Whether it's at the beginning of the day or the end of the day is really not as important to me as having a daily, regular time where you spend worshiping the God of the universe where you spend time looking at His Word. If you start your day like that, guys, if you, if you end your day or both, start and end your day as you tied up a knot, focusing and spending that time in the Word, you know what it's going to do? It's going to give you an eternal perspective on the day. You're going to look at challenges different. You're going to look at relationships differently. You're going to be able to look with that mindset that, you know what, I am only here for a while, so I'm using my life to give it away. I'm storing up. 
We also have friends, accountability partners that can help hold us accountable for, the mo- for storing up for the most important part of our life. Personal Bible study, accountability are awesome ways to be able to keep that eternal focus in our life. Guys, I want you to think about this. In regards to eternity, there are only two real outcomes of eternity. And there are two words, and I want you to think about these words. In fact, you may even write these words down in the margins of your Bible or somewhere where you can hold on to them. There are only two outcomes for eternity, okay? Here they are. Reward or regret. Reward or regret. Only two outcomes of eternity. As an unbeliever, a lost person, it will be regret. Especially for those of you that have heard the gospel. May have felt pricked on your heart, knowing that you're lost, needing a relationship with Christ, but to neglect so great a salvation, that will be a tremendous, the greatest of all regrets. For those of us that are believers, we step into eternity. Praise God, we have the ability to be rewarded for eternity. Not just rewarded with eternity, but rewarded in eternity. But you know what, as believers? can't help but think that once we behold the face of our Lord. I don't want to make too much. I don't want to make heaven hell. But I can't help but wonder if there will be a moment of regret. That we did not do more. Down here. That we did not better invest our life for the cause of Christ. Will we look at the reward? Or regret? Problem is, is that time is a very difficult schoolmaster. You see, this morning as we talk about this and the significance of each moment, the opportunities that we have before us, I know there are many of us that are probably here this morning saying, man, I've missed a lot. Maybe right down here in our heart we're saying to God, yeah, God, I have missed a lot of opportunities. They're right in front of me. Maybe this morning we're, we're burdened knowing that we're never going to be able to get those moments back more than likely. We can either be gripped by sorrow. We can either allow ourselves to be overcome with feelings of grief and, and inadequacies. Or we can say, yes, God, I have missed opportunities. I have neglected the most important, significant block of time in my life or in the life of others. And I admit that, I confess that to you this morning, God. But instead of allowing my life to be filled with feelings of inadequacy, this morning, I'm going to strengthen my hand to the plow. This morning, I'm going to take that painful lesson, the painful lesson of squandering of the most valuable resource I have time. This morning, I'm going to change it. I'm going to look at life differently. I'm going to look at my life differently. I'm going to look at the the, the life of other people differently. I'm going to commit myself. It is painful. Today is all we have. We don't know what tomorrow holds. Let me ask you a quick question. Just off of today, 
just right now, let me be really honest with you. Do you know that today is the day of salvation? Have you never trusted Jesus Christ? Have you neglected His call on your life as Savior? Because let me end with this. You are right here. And we have no idea where that red runs out in your life. And where the white begins. Today is the day of decision. Today is the day to respond to God's free gift. Through his son Jesus Christ as your savior. So that you can know. You have a life of meaning, purpose. Right here. And that someday when your tent is folded up and you're the last chapter in your life is written. You know that you step right into an eternity. With the God who created you. Believers. What are we doing to affect other people's eternity? What are we doing to impact them forever? With the gospel of Jesus Christ. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I'm going to pray. When I say amen, praise team is going to lead in some music. And you're going to have an opportunity to respond to what God has put on your heart. If you're not here, if you're, if you're here and you know that you're not saved, and today is that day. You're ready to embrace eternity with Jesus Christ. You're ready to start that relationship today. I'm going to invite you to come with that invitation. I have got, I'm going to have guys. I'm going to have Alan Hendrickson. I'm going to have uh, brother, brother Tim Sumners is going to be down here. Uh, we're going to be ready to be able to lead you to the Lord. Maybe you're here and you say, I don't know if I'm saved or not. I just have a lot of questions and I need to talk to somebody. I've got people here that are ready to meet with you and lead you to the answers. Maybe it's rededication. Maybe as a believer, you are convicted right here and it hurts. And you're saying, God, today I confess to you the days I've wasted. And today I, I need to learn that lesson. And I'm recommitting, rededicating myself to the cause of Jesus Christ. To live for him in my home, in my job, on the street when I'm getting gas. Maybe it's church membership. Maybe this is the place you believe God wants you to be a part of. Whatever it is. Maybe it's baptism. You've never been baptized and God has made that sure on your heart that that's the next step in your life. I'm going to ask you to come and make that public. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we are here for such a short time. Help us to lift our eyes to eternity. Help us to be sensitive to what you would place, what you would tell us to do today. God, it's so easy to neglect. Help us to make today the focus Father, let us not just live for the red on the line, but the white as well. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Let's stand together.